for the end of the world well with you <laughs> you are listening to your community spirit the show about caring sharing and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it let's bring back the circle again the circle of friends the circle of family the circle of being wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to your community spirit on your community radio station. This is Orda Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we are live and in person, and <laughs> we want to spend the end of the world with you. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do want to spend the end of the world with you here on WDBX. This is and the I'm last usually, year. I, I've noticed I'm usually in person. You know, I'm usually not... Uh, well, I, live <laughs> and in person, I said. Yeah, I am live and in person. I, I'm, I'm actually almost awake, too. Yeah, so... Um, if you would like to listen to our archived radio shows, the website is yourcommunityspirit.org. If you would like to listen to us again... <laughs> news. News? Any, anything news? <laughs> or has, has the world been completely still and silent for the past week? Well, I was gone and out of town, so I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, we could only assume. I have, I have accomplished my not lifelong dream, but at least fifteen-year-old dream um, of going to the Florida Solar Energy Center. <laughs> yes, this is where they test solar modules, and they well, they actually had a manufactured home where they were testing everything in it as if people were living in it. It was <laughs> fully automated. I mean, like. The stove came on automatically. The dishwasher came on automatically as if people were living in there. Uh, yeah. And so they could test, like, um, insulation values and air conditioning systems. And <laughs> they even had a thing that pumped out CO2, you know, because we <laughs> breathe it out. Yeah. Um, and then heat lamps would come on randomly to be, you know, people coming in and... You could film some sort of sci-fi show there, you know, like <laughs> these invisible people or ghosts or something. You know, the lights <laughs> mysteriously pop on yeah. and... Someone's using the stove. So they actually have two houses, and so they will, you know, put some better windows on one house and compare it to the other house. And we were actually able to go into the house because they had just finished, like, a month-long experiment. Yeah. And so, they, like, a couple days before. 
and they were swapping out stuff. So it it was it was kind of I mean it looked like a normal house except there <laughs> yeah. were signs everywhere and th- labels everywhere and yeah <laughs> you know wires running all over the place with temperature sensors and so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, occupy everywhere occupyupdatesdaily.blogspot.com here's the news for today occupy pittsburgh had been given an eviction notice stating that they have to vacate the park by monday Occupiers' lawyers say they are appealing the decision in which a judge ruled that protesters have no right to take over BNY Mellon's private property. Hmm. Other news, Occupy Portland in Maine uh, has also received an eviction notice also for Monday. Several of the protesters say they are not leaving and lawyers are trying to gain more time before the eviction, citing concerns with the number of homeless in the group. Do you think that they are focusing too much on, you know, trying to occupy public space um sometimes i feel that way it's it's a contentious issue because you know it is uh it is important for us to maintain our right to have free speech in public spaces it also can become a distraction from the original issue of dealing with the economic uh influence on politics you know the, the way that corporations uh funnel all the money into government and that controls the government uh, because they're both important issues uh they're both very important issues but then it, it seems like they end up doing one over the other sometimes. And it's hard to do both at the same time. Yeah, I forget which state I was driving through, and they had um, on the news talking about, I think it was, they were talking about Nashville, Tennessee. But um, they were actually implementing a sleep ban that you <laughs> yeah. were not allowed to sleep in in public. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I feel that there's going to be, well, what is happening is they are actually um, suppressing the right for people to have free speech. Yeah, they, re- they really are. And I say if they're not going to let citizens sleep in public, then they shouldn't let public officials sleep in office. <laughs> that's, that's my opinion. Um, I think you've just made a bumper sticker. Well, I think gonna, I have. <laughs> or a T-shirt. You're going to have to... That's going to have to go all over everywhere. So Yeah. Three members of Occupy DC are on a sleep strike. They are protesting the recent enforcement of a sleeping ban at the park and know that th- what they are doing can be dangerously unhealthy. Three men have been awake since last Monday and say they won't be given in anytime soon. <laughs> Man, they start hallucinating and thinking that the cops are after them. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they'll, they'll hallucinate and think the sleep ban is over and then they'll go to sleep. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that would be unfortunate. Some other news. Uh, Occupy Honolulu was dismantled yesterday by city workers. Dang, and I was going to go there, too. <laughs> yeah, we, we were about to fly over there in the uh, Your Community Spirit uh, helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we were going to take the airship, but that takes a little longer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they were, they were unfortunately, they were dismantled. Uh, their occupation site was, anyway, with tents and belongings being tagged and loaded into storage bins. One man was arrested after he dove into a tent cut a hole in the bottom, and ran away with it before settling down in front of a backhoe. <laughs> Police moved in to remove him and allow the backhoe to return to work. Have you actually seen that video online? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, n- there's a video of people wearing the tents as clothes. Oh, yeah, that I have seen. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, they literally have cut holes in the bottom, and they're like, what tents? These are our clothes. Yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, it seems like the the news has definitely shifted with the Occupy movement into more of um, let's just evict them and get rid of them. 
Yeah. Because, I well, mean, part of the issue was when they had so many of them, it was a big, you know, trying to do them all at once would have been a huge problem. And then if, uh, you know, they're, they're sort of trying to do them one by one now. Right. <laughs> Whittle away at the, at the movement. <laughs> and it's been such a mild winter. I yeah, mean, it's been it, a mild winter that's helped people stay out there. And yeah. spring is coming, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, that was the thing is that originally they were just like, let's wait until, you know, cold weather comes. <laughs> yeah. And, and the cold weather, between their determination and the mild winter, the, you know, global the cold warming weather. decided to get on the side of the <laughs> Occupy movement. Yeah. <laughs> so, and spring is almost here, so there may be even be a resurgence in the next couple months. Even though that groundhog thingy said that yeah. there's six more weeks of winter, it did. But winter as we have it now. Th- yeah, that's the big question. If it's winter as we have it now, that's a piece of cake. Well, I, I worry there might a be piece a piece of cake. Yeah. What kind of weather of, uh, weather metaphor is that? A piece of sixty degree uh, cake. <laughs> I mean, I I know a lot of us are going to be complaining in the middle of the summer or, or spring when we get all these bugs. So <laughs> yeah, it's like with with nice weather comes. I, we need to have at least a week of cold weather. Yeah. Well, the other possibility is that it might catch up for lost time. You know, and suddenly you have a, like a really cold spell you know oh late in the spring yeah late in the spring yeah yeah and kill all i mean you know, yeah p- the peaches all bloom and then kills them all yeah oh. that's what a lot of the the locals are worried about you know is that uh that you know this, this it's it's almost as though there's a, as a certain number of cold days stored up for the winter <laughs> and if you don't have them stretched out over the whole winter yeah, the weather is <laughs> not that logical <laughs> and um why are we talking about the weather I don't know, because it's kind of... Um, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Florida, they don't talk about the weather at all. <laughs> they talk about traffic. Yeah. I asked them, what do you complain about? <laughs> it's nice weather all the time. They're yeah. like, um, we well, don't complain about anything. It's beautiful. And then I was like, they complain about the traffic <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I was there one time when they complained about weather. They said... Uh, I went there in December, and they said, oh, it just got down to the 40s. The palm trees were dying. We were so scared it was 40 degrees. (laughs) All right. A really important news item. (coughs) Save Gaia House. Do you know what Gaia House is? I've heard of it. Gaia House Interface Center is a community center that means many things to many people. That's part of the big issue is it does so many different things. For over a half century, this unique building has been a place to meet new people, share meals with friends and neighbors, get involved in environmental and social justice projects, and explore a wide variety of spiritual practices. Now, there's an issue. (laughs) Guy House is on the verge of closing due to lack of sufficient funding. Historically, um, churches have sponsored and helped out with Guy House. And this traditional funding has dried up. They quit providing money as of the first of this year. So what's going on? Yeah, well, uh, the good news is that there's all sorts of people who have uh, started to come together to deal with the the funding crisis. Uh, They're getting some short-term fundraising done, and uh, people are uh, coming together to do some long-term work as well. Uh, There's... uh, doesn't have it on here actually but coming up on february 18th there's a stakeholders meeting where everyone who's involved in guy house some way who likes to go to events there likes to see it continue uh on february 18th which is a saturday uh they can go from 1 to 4 p.m and meet and talk about guy house make plans well guy house is the heart of the community it's right in the center of the community 
It's right between the city and the university. Yeah. It's, I mean, literally has a, events for every, everybody. I mm, mean, yeah. you know, every faith, religion, um, non-religious people. It is truly, you know, Gaia is what the world. Yeah, the Gaia is Earth, and, and it's so, a place for people who who like to live on Earth. <laughs> yeah. So, the heart of our community, our community center is um, in dire need of energy. <laughs> yes. And, so. we, and we've already got some, uh, some you know, mid-range and long-range plans for how to maintain funding for the center. But in order to have time to make those happen, uh, we're getting people together for this uh, fundraising campaign. Yeah, it's, it's imp- very important to do something right now because, I mean, short-term, um, they don't have enough money to stay open, so... Yeah, and, and there's all sorts of wonderful things going on there, and it'd be a shame to see it uh, closed down now. Well, one of the things is the rice and spice dinner that's going to happen, well, does happen every Friday, but tonight's is um, Ethiopian with fauna, so that'll be good. So yeah. when we get into happenings, we'll talk more about that, but let's get into sustainable food. Yes. Should we still talk about the weather? I have one little tidbit here. <laughs> The United States has been unusually warm. I noticed. <laughs> yep. Um, I just recently saw a picture of olive trees in Italy completely covered with snow. <laughs> and I, from what I understand, that's never happened before. Yeah, it's not, it's not really the climate that olive trees prefer. <laughs> yep. So um, I actually remember reading a news article about someone who planted olive trees where olive trees have never grown. Yeah. Thinking in 10 years that it'll warm up enough that they will start producing. Uh, yeah. So that's that's hedging your c- climate bet right yeah. there. I heard about people doing the same with uh, grapes in England. That, uh, you know, uh, England isn't known as, as wine country necessarily, but <laughs> there are people who are planning ahead. <laughs> well, that's one of the factors about uh, global warming that is so concerning is that it's not just a uniform rise in temperature across the entire globe, it's destabilizing to the temperature. Uh, you know, because if, if the temperature is rising a lot in a short period of time, that creates imbalances in the system. You know, the uh, Gulf Stream might be disrupted. The, uh, there's all sorts of consequences Basically we don't even know bipolar about. bipolar weather. I mean, <laughs> you still get the hot, but the hot is hotter. You still yeah. get the cold, but the cold is colder. Yeah. You still get the rain, but the rain is more intense. It's you still get the same, you know, weather patterns. I mean, we used to, we, we have historically had sunny winter days. Yeah. But then it would rain and it would cool way down. And that hasn't, the cooling part hasn't happened this winter. Yeah. I don't think so. And when the rain ha- goes in like a drought and flood cycle, it doesn't get absorbed into the soil as well. So, you know, that's really bad for agriculture. So let's see. What do we want to get into next? Uh, sustainable food? Yeah, that sounds <laughs> good because we need to make sure that we have food. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, this one's about uh, vegetarians. Uh, used to be that when you told uh, someone that you were a vegetarian, you'd get one of three reactions. An enthusiastic me too, a slightly guilty admission of falling off the veggie wagon, or a voracious defense of the glories of steak. These days, there's another increasingly common reaction. People uh, look at you with a mix of pity and confusion, uh, like you're a holdover from the 90s, uh, wearing a baby doll dress with chunky shoes and babbling on about no doubt. (laughs) I can see uh, what they're thinking. You're still a vegetarian? Uh, So yeah, apparently 
for vegetarianism is going out of style for some people. Now, I am not a vegetarian, but I just went to this uh, three-day conference at the Hilton. Mm-hmm. Really high-class food sponsors providing. Like the first night, they had a steak dinner. Now, I asked them, what is the vegetarian option? And she told me, um, winter squash ravioli. And I was like, give me some of that. <laughs> and so I, I, I think I ate one of the dinners out of the, you know, the six l- lunches and dinners not vegetarian. Because every time I asked them what the vegetarian option, it was so much better. And it reached the point that um, other people were doing that because, I mean, part of it was the non-vegetarian option they pre-made, you know, because they had to make for hundreds of people. Uh, yeah. And the vegetarian option was just they made it right there. So, I mean, I don't think I, none of the dinners I had that was vegetarian, I wanted the other thing more. <laughs> yeah. It was just because it was always just fresh and better and tastier and and I'm not vegetarian so it just yeah yeah and a lot of people who aren't vegetarian you know they will still decrease their meat intake either for health reasons or uh, you know there's for you know animal cruelty reasons now the vegan option was not good (laughs) like there was uh, twice at one of them I had to sat with someone who had a vegan option and that was they they just I don't know. They just basically stripped it, all the tasty stuff off and just gave them, like, you know, grilled vegetables, and that was it. Yeah. Now, the grilled vegetables I got, um, I don't know. No, I guess it was it was vegan, I guess, now that I think about it. <laughs> um, but Yeah. Well, and one of the concerns for people who do eat meat is that, you know, to try whenever possible to have it that doesn't come from factory farming. You know, because there are... It's, it, we're fortunate here in uh, Carbondale and Southern Illinois that there are places that you can get such meat, uh, you know, relatively easily. In some places, you're just stuck with whatever processed, you know, hamburger, you know, ground-up hamburger you've got in the uh, big box store who I won't name, who I almost named. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing is now people are like, you're still vegetarian? You can just eat sustainably harvested meat. Hmm. Well, less than 1% of meat is sustainably harvested. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... If so, it's, you, if someone says that and they actually do eat sustainably harvested meat, then I have a lot of respect for that. That's true. If they say that and then they, they go and eat fast food, you know, <laughs> that's not... Uh, I hate to break it to you. The fast food at... Uh, the meat at McDonald's and Burger King and all the fast food what? places is what? not sustainably harvested. Uh, there are, however, uh, local places like uh, Fat Patties that do have, uh, you know, local meats now one of the good things is is we as americans are eating a lot less meat and what why is that good because it takes so many pounds of you know uh, vegetables to make one pound of meat so if we eat a lot a lot of meat there's a lot of people who in the world who will starve i mean that's the simple fact i mean it takes so much more land to grow a pound of beef than it does to grow a pound of grain yeah it's a basic ecological consideration that each step up the food chain you go there's you know like 10 times as much energy it takes to sustain what's up there you know so if we're eating animals that are then eating plants then it takes a lot more energy than if we just ate the plants i'm still not going to stop eating meat oh yeah and that's you know at least for me that's fine you know i'm a foodie so i like good food so yeah you know i'm i'm not going to limit myself to you know what i taste but yeah i do try to you know i like eating good tasting food and i don't know i i had um 
a fresh caught fish from the ocean like two nights ago. Like literally, I went swimming in Cocoa Beach and then went ate at this place and the the guy started the business because he was a fisherman. Yeah. And people would ask him, as a fisherman, where do we go get some fresh fish? And so he started a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And so now they, he, he has a fleet of, like, fish, uh, fishing boats, and they go out and catch the fish, and then they cook what they have. So I thought that was good. So <laughs> Yeah. All right. I guess we need to get into some happenings. Yeah. Let's, let's get to some holidays and happenings because we're – I do want to throw in this little short news article. Bill Gates wants to solve hunger caused by climate change (laughs) with GMOs, and that's genetically modified organisms. Yeah. So he he their their his foundation does spend over two billion dollars a year to try to solve or help with the food crisis in the world, and. the grave threat climate change poses to food securities now he wants to use of course techno fixes like geoengineering and genetically modified food so rather than investing in cost effective emissions reduction strategies or in renewable energy technologies he explains that the reason he invests so much in nuclear research and development is quote the good news about nuclear is that there has been hardly been any innovation what I don't know why that quote's in there (laughs) yeah doesn't sound like good news to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, and and then the other wor- weird food news is um, advertisements on school buses for junk food. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, so um, this the state Kentucky Senate has recently passed a bill to allow school buses to sell advertising. Of course, you know they don't want any advertisement have to do with alcohol or tobacco or adult oriented stuff. But it's okay to put. Um, ads for candy, snacks, soft drinks, toys, movies, you know, so. Yeah, anyway. yeah, and that seems, uh, I can't believe they would sort of sell their children like that, you know. To me, that seems like you, you sell ads on the school bus, you're kind of selling your children to advertisers, especially because you can say that it's advertising to people who are driving by, but really, the kids are going to be one of the top markets for that. If their their school bus says, you know, a, a brand name of a soda, they're going to be like, "Ooh, I want that soda." You yeah, know, it's, like, it's going to remind them, and it's, uh, I, I I can't believe they're doing that to kids. <laughs> yep. So tomorrow is National Wear Red Day, and I happen to be wearing red today. I got a head start. Huh. So it's also Bubblegum Day. Bubblegum so Day. <laughs> that's tomorrow, and Quacker Day, and. The American Dental Association Give Kids a Smile program. So, <laughs> and the birthday of both. Oh, did I get ahead of no of Charles Lindbergh, the aviator, and Rosa Parks, the awesomer. <laughs> yeah, is that a word? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> yeah, two two very interesting birthdays there. And coming up on Sunday is Weather Person's Day. Uh, so uh, they should have had that on the second of February, so that uh, the groundhogs could have Weather Person's Day. <laughs> Don't want to distract. So. Yeah, uh, maybe they fought. Uh, they're both uh, prognosticators about the weather. They couldn't share one day. They fought over it. Tuesday is ballet day, and wave all your fingers at your neighbor's day. I don't know. That could come out, especially if you stuck one finger to your nose and waved it. <laughs> I think that could cause uh, problems with the neighbors. But yeah. wave all your fingers at your neighbor's day. Oh, uh, it looks like we missed on Monday uh, the birthday of Bob Marley. 
coming right. up this Monday. Uh, let's see. Also coming up, we have on Wednesday, Boy Scouts Day. It's also Laugh and Get Rich Day. Uh, I wish every time I laughed, I'd get rich. There you go. <laughs> that, that'd work out well for me. Um, in New Mexico, Wednesday is E.T. Culture Day. Ah, <laughs> that's exciting. And also two birthdays, uh, James Dean and Jules Verne. Now, that'd be interesting, a Jules Verne uh, book turned into a movie starring James Dean. <laughs> <laughs> and Thursday is National Stop Bullying Day. So Yeah. And bullying is a very serious issue. You know, I experienced it when I was a kid. And uh, everything we can do as grown-ups to support kids in, in stopping bullying is very important. All right. Let's get to some happenings. We mentioned um, tonight's Rice and Spice will be Ethiopian with Fauna. And that is at the Guy House Interface Center from 6 to 9 p.m. Come at 6 to learn how to cook Ethiopian. Yes, and we forgot to mention this earlier. The Guy House website is ourguyhouse.org. Yeah, it's good. Uh, let's see, some other news. Uh, Vigil for Peace coming up on Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. at the corner of Maine and Illinois in Carbondale. They're out there uh, bearing witness to the cost of war and holding out hope for the prospect of peace. Saturday, International Day of Solidarity with Leonard Peltier. This is a you know, in International Day, and uh, Leonard Peltier has been in prison as long as I've been alive. Mm-hmm. So that is, well, I, I could say how old I am, 37 years. <laughs> yeah. So he's been, so. So it's, it's about time for him to uh, see the light of day again. And what else? Oh, yes, we've also got, I'll mention this happening because uh, I'm a big fan of Transportic. We've got, uh, coming up on Monday, Love Triangles, A Night of Poetry at Global Gourmet. That's coming up at Global G- Gourmet on Monday at 9 p.m. They're at 102 East Jackson Street in Carbondale. With Valentine's Day right after uh, the tentative theme of this holiday is the Love Triangle. <laughs> uh, so there's all sorts of love poetry, love triangle, that is the theme. And uh, it's... Uh, they often have love poetry there anyway, but that's going to be the theme. And you can, if you're not in a Valentine's Day celebrating mood, you know, you can cut against that theme with something, you know, uh, dramatically different. That's part of the fun of Transportic is, you know, even on the theme nights, you, you never know what you're going to get. And Return of the Veg, Inner Veg, every Thursdays. What are you doing for dinner? Are you getting processed food alone in your home with your annoying roommates? How about a home-cooked, healthy feast at Gaia House? Come eat in a friendly, inclusive community setting with cool people and, well, great food. Show your support for Gaia House and get a fresh meal. You come on time and help cook. You can stay after for the awesome dishwashing dance party. (laughs) And that's every Thursday, inner veg, vegetarian, potluck dinner. Return of the veg. Yeah. People bring food there and they cook together. Yeah, that's I like that kind of potluck much better. Yeah, it's like cook t- cook it together. Sounds like a fun time. Yep, every Thursday. More information at ourguyahouse.org. Yes, <laughs> we will see you again on the radio next week. Yes, next week, same bet time, same bet channel. I might be gone installing a solar system upstate, but we'll see how it goes when they deliver the equipment. If they do it on Monday or Tuesday, I will be gone. Uh, yes, but I will be here either way. Stay energized.